Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Attempted to revive Blog Talk, but it died. I put a, I just went ahead and pulled a body bag out, threw it into it. (laughs) (laughs) That's all she wrote. (laughs) Well, sometimes that happens. Poor old Blog Talk, it has passed. Uh, Maybe it will be revived later. Well, folks, welcome aboard. I'm excited to be here with Luke 418 Radio. Brother Bill, Sister Valerie, Sister Barbara, how are y'all doing over there? We're doing great. Doing good. All right. I know it's early over there. Did y'all get any breakfast? Yes, we did. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Praise the Lord. And if not, afterwards, there's always Waffle House. That's yeah. right. <laughs> or Cracker Barrel. Do we, you got- we'll eat a stack of pancakes just for you. <laughs> Do you have Cracker Barrel out there in Hemet, California? No, no. They they haven't come this oh, way yeah. yet. What's up with that? Okay. Well, That's- what do you got over there for breakfast? Well, they have Denny's? They have Denny's. they have Denny's, but who goes to Denny's anymore? No, I, <laughs> Denny's. Mm-hmm. No. I hop. I might have an I hop. 
Yeah, they, yeah, they oh, have an eye. They have an IHOP, but who goes to IHOP? Either. We don't go there no. either. <laughs> no, I, think, I think pretty much uh, we have breakfast at house, but when we do go out, we go to like Applebee's and get some nice uh, uh, full rack of ribs. Okay, mm-hmm. absolutely. Who wants uh, Denny's when you can have uh, Applebee's? Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> I was going to try my third option. Was there Shoney's out there? But I think uh, they, they're out of business. Do they have Shoney's still? No, never heard of it. Here. Never heard of it. No. Must be one of those Las Vegas things. <laughs> That's actually the the sister of uh, what used to be called uh, uh, Bob's Big Boy. Oh, oh Bob's Big Boy, yeah. Those, we remember yeah. those. We only have one that's still alive. All the other was closed down <laughs> back in the 80s. <laughs> oh, ones. my goodness. <laughs> they got that Bob Big Boy. He's still pointing his finger with an hamburger in the air. <laughs> he drive by in the freeway. There he is. He's still there. In the deep south in Georgia, it was known as Shoney's. And, uh, you know, one of, oh. one of my highlights of growing up in the church was uh, sometimes we'd go out to eat afterwards, uh, especially on a Sunday night. We called it afterglow. So oh, mm-hmm. you go to church, and then afterwards, you know, uh, people would get together and go out to, you know, to the watering hole. Howard Johnson, Shoney's, um, you, you name it. Uh, they used to have Sambo's out there. That's not politically correct anymore. <laughs> but I remember Sambo's. Remember Sambo's? Oh, yeah. They had good food, though. And, yeah, uh, that was excellent food. Brings back I think good they memories. The Denny's after that. <laughs> or we call fellowship, you know, uh, afterglow. But at any rate, hey, we're just fellowship. The only thing that afterglows is your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you had the uh, the Shoney's uh, uh, Big Boy, which was like a Big Mac, and uh, you got the Shoney's hot fudge cake to go with it. <laughs> Y'all remember that hot fudge Sunday cake? Oh, my yes. oh yeah! I'm making everybody hungry here, and I've already eaten. So what? The, what's what's the point here? <laughs> um, well, we'll get started. Everybody, welcome aboard. Uh, we're excited to be here with Luke 418 Radio. And um, last night I was honored to be on their broadcast. So thank you for having me. That was a blast. And um, would you like to open us in prayer? Absolutely, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we bind every demon in hell that has come to steal, kill, and destroy. We cancel your assignment now. Father God, we loose the angels, God, they encamp around us and fight for us. Mighty warring angels, we declare that this transmission will will be broadcast worldwide now. Father God, that you'll bring the listeners in, that you'll open their spiritual eyes, their spiritual ears, convict their heart, illuminate their mind. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we ask for a greater anointing with a greater grace. Anoint our words. Amen. Amen. I say amen to that. Hey, as we're getting started, for those that may be tuning in these programs for the first time, what is Luke 418? Um, Tell us about the ministry, what you got available. The Luke 418 radio is a 24-7 Christian radio that is broadcasting Christian anointed music. Believe me, you tune on the radio, your spirit man will be fed. The anointed music is handpicked. Every single song is pointing to Jesus Christ. 
And I'll tell you right now, many people have commented how they turned on to the radio. They can feel the darkness, the atmosphere change, the darkness being pushed away. And the and the joy of the Lord is in the presence where that radio station is being broadcast, wherever you're listening to it. And we have wonderful talk shows that are on there, many different um, DJs that are on there pointing the way to how to live in the kingdom of God. It is a anointed radio station that you can listen to 24-7. That would be Luke418radio.com. And uh, join us. Join the Luke418 radio community. Be part of the family of God. Fantastic. Now, Brother Bill, do you all have a number that you want to give out for people who might want to call in? Absolutely. The number is 951-389-4950. Again, that's 951-389-4950. Okay, 951-389-4950? Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to put that in the chat room over here on MixLR2. If you want to call in, you can dial that number. Um, Do you have anything you'd like to share to the people today? If so, the mic is yours. Take it away. Absolutely. Folks, we're going to talk about how to overcome demonic condemnation. This affects many women in the churches today and many male individuals. After accepting Christ as your personal Savior and then following through through submerged baptism, the requirement now, that gets you into the kingdom of God, but now you must maintain your life in holiness and righteousness. The Word of God talks about working out your salvation. You've got to start cleaning your stinking thinking. You've got to conforming your soul to the, uh, to the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit who dwells inside you and dwells in the spirit compartment. You must start coming and building a uh, co-union relationship with the Holy Spirit. And uh, this is so important to be able to walk in holiness and righteousness. And so when you are working out your salvation, as it says in James chapter 4, that you're to humble yourself before the Lord, and then he gives you that grace to overcome. Grace is God's power. Grace is God's power to help you overcome sin in your life. And you're to be on this journey of walking in holiness and righteousness, purpose in your heart. Will it that you purpose that you will walk in holiness and righteousness? You will forsake sin. This is what this is exactly why Jesus went to the whipping post and went to the cross, so you can have victory over sin, living a life of holiness and righteousness, drawing close to Jesus, having a personal relationship with Him. And so we want to remember what the Word of God says, Romans eight one. There's no condemnation. To to those who are in Christ Jesus. Many people just stop right there. But <laughs> it goes on. To those who do not walk in the flesh, but walk with the Spirit of God. You see, if you're walking in the flesh, if you're, you're allowing your sinful nature to take control of you where you're sinning, then there will be condemnation. There will be condemnation because you're not obeying the command of Jesus. The command of Jesus is 
that do you love him? He says, if you love me, then you obey my commands. You, be, you obey the rules of the kingdom of God. And so as you're obeying the rules of the kingdom of God to the best of your ability, now you're asking for the supernatural help from the Holy Spirit to empower you uh, through God's grace to overcome sin. Then when you're not going to be condemned because you're not sinning, you're walking with the Spirit of God. And this is something that's a journey. It takes a process. It takes your will to conform your will to God's will. And this is what every believer is required to do. Pastor Valerie. Praise God. Well, now we're going into a deep dive of the roots of condemnation. Surely it says there is no for, therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But how many of us still have the roots of self-hatred and condemnation and unforgiveness in our lives? It seems that it's very easy in most cases, not all, to forgive others when they have offended us. We can spend much of our lives forgiving our brothers and sisters for the offenses that they have done to us and pretty much live our Christian life with that forgiveness. But there's someone we don't forgive, and that's ourselves. We have a real trouble many times as Christians forgiving ourselves. Now, the root of that would be in Genesis chapter 3 where it talks about the original sin. And I'm going to read it uh, in the New King James Version. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. But the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, You shall not eat it nor touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Well, right there the serpent deceived Eve. He lied to her. He gave her a partial truth, but then told her a lie. So when the woman saw the tree that was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took it and ate the fruit. And she also gave it to her as her husband with her, and he ate. Now this is the original sin of Adam and Eve. Eve was deceived by the serpent, but Adam knew it was wrong. And they both took of the fruit and they ate of it, and their eyes were opened. And that's when the original sin began. This original sin has been passed on to all of us. And when we're born, we are born into sin, into this original sin. And when we reach the age of accountability, because I believe infants, when they are born, if they die in infancy, they go right to Jesus. But the age of accountability is when a baby or a toddler or a youngster 
will realize that they're doing something wrong. You can even see it with the toddlers. That They call it the terrible twos, and there's a reason for that. And it's different with each human being where that time would be. But normally it's in very young, and it's getting younger because the world is so evil. But the little ones sin. You, you, they have their first inkling of, I did something wrong. Because, you know, when you ask your, your little one, did you touch that uh, stove? And they look at you and go, no, Mommy, Daddy, I didn't do that. Well, it's their first lie. Well, that's, that's showing you that they have, the, they have the original sin. Well, that sin is inherited whenever we are born into this world. So when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and become born again, we're cleansed from that original sin. And now we can become a citizen of God and the kingdom of heaven and come into a right relationship with God, which was broken by that sinful relationship and sin of Adam and Eve. And we can come into heaven because of that forgiveness of Jesus Christ on the cross. And when he was on the cross, he forgave us completely for all of our sins, past and present. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But as we go on our lives, we have a history of the things that we've done wrong in our memories. And as we become more mature in the Lord, we want to please the Lord. We want to get right with the Lord. We want all our sins to be wiped out. We want to walk perfect and holy in righteousness before Him. But many times, like I said, we hold a deep subconscious condemnation within us where we cannot forgive ourselves of our past. We carry it along like a ball and chain behind us. And even though we know in our minds that God has forgiven us for sin and that we're cleansed and we're righteous and holy before him, we always carry that little segment many times of guilt and shame with us. And we don't realize it. We don't realize it's there. We think it's all gone. But then sometimes we have these sicknesses and infirmities come upon us, uh, like hypertension, like uh, diabetes. Uh, there's all kinds of things that people are suffering from as Christians, underlining causes, and we don't know why it's there. But a lot of times it's because the root is because we have not forgiven ourselves. We don't see ourselves the way God sees us. God sees us holy, perfect, accepted in Him as holy and righteous, beautiful sons and daughters of the Most High God, going out in the ministry, boldly proclaiming the gospel of truth. As a warrior, we God sees us as a completely covered in the armor of God. And if you've ever seen the armor of God in the spiritual realm, it's beautiful. It's shiny. It's shining the light of the Lord. It's bright. And the devil sees it in the spiritual realm. And he can see our armor. And depending on how much we have 
gone through deliverance and gone through the healing process and let go of all this sin in our lives and become all that God has meant us to be, the brighter the armor becomes and the more powerful we are in Christ Jesus doing mighty works of God. But there's a residual sometimes of this guilt and shame, and this is what I wanted to speak about today. We can break off the guilt and shame. We must realize some very important truths is that the original sin that God forgave us for is forgiven. This is not our fault. We are a victim because we're born into this world with this sin already in us. But where it becomes our fault is our choice. What we choose, because if we choose holiness and righteousness, we want that. We pay a price. But we're willing to pay that price because we want to be like Christ. We want to be imitators of God. We want to partake in his Holy Spirit. We want to partake in the nature of God. We want all that God has for us. But as Pastor Bill has said many, many times, you've got to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, it says in the scripture. It doesn't just come with sloppy agape. We don't just get all this from God because after we've done nothing, even though the original sin coming into the kingdom is a gift of God. Praise God. We've got that divine gift full of grace that we come in to the family of God through what Jesus Christ did on the cross. But that covers our, it actually wipes away our sin and the original sin. But the sin that we do from time to time and the sins that we commit, we choose those sins. We choose to do that sin. Those sins are our fault. We're the ones that choose to sin. But Jesus Christ has made a way to forgive us for all our sins, to forgive us and wipe those away. But we must realize that there's a choice. And that when we realize that we have been a victim to that original sin, we can wipe away the condemnation that we feel and the guilt for that sin. Because Jesus loves us. He gives us so much grace and so much love when we fall. My little children, I'm writing to you these things that you may not sin. And this is 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. In Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In Psalms 103, 8-12, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor with, will he keep his anger forever. 
He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, for as far does he remove our transgression from us. And in Revelation chapter 2, 1 through 4, He will wipe away every tear from our eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the form of things have passed away. Praise God, he has forgiven us for our sins. And we must realize that we cannot have unforgiveness for ourselves. And I've, years ago, I, because I'm a visual person, and the Lord had me sit in a seat visually and look at myself and ask myself to forgive you for all the sins you've done. And I said, Valerie, I forgive you for all the 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 Lord, you know, the Lord said this to me, Valerie, I forgive you for all the sins that you have committed. And I had to look at myself and say, Valerie, I forgive you. We have to forgive ourselves for all the sins that I have committed. And when I did that, I could forgive myself. And it was a real breakthrough to me because I had kept all the past sins that I've committed And I would, anytime anybody gave me a compliment, I would say, but no, you can't give me a compliment. You know, I thought to myself, I haven't done anything good. I'm I'm this way or I'm that way or I've done this wrong or I've done that wrong. And I could never receive a compliment from anyone. I could never say just thank you when someone gave me a compliment. I always had to say some comment to them. That, well, you know, I, you know, I said something about myself that was not good enough because I never felt I was good enough. So the Lord had taken that all out because I forgave myself. And I have the freedom now to say thank you when someone compliments me. And I realize that I am forgiven, but it is a process. And sometimes we hold that residual guilt and shame for our past if we've had a past in our lives say we're working for the lord now we're in the ministry we're doing the work of god and it's we're doing it in a mighty way we always may have a past many of us not all of us but many of us as christians have a very sordid past we have done things in our lives we're not proud of at all and we feel like We don't want that to be brought up anywhere in a testimony or anything. We don't want anyone to know what we used to do. You know, so we're always a little afraid that this thing will be brought out into the light and everyone will find out what we did in our past. And then everything will be come to nothing. Well, everything will just fall and be uh, just completely crumble. Our ministry, everything will fall apart. Everyone will hate us. And think we're just a big bunch of hypocrites. And I'm just, I'm just letting you know a, a feeling, a, a strong feeling that a lot of Christians suffer with. They get tormented by these thoughts that the 
devil puts on them of self-condemnation and pictures and vain memories of things in their past that they've done that they're not proud of, that Jesus has already forgiven them for. They've been covered in the and washed away in the blood of Jesus. But the devil digs it up and he brings it to our face. This is the demonic condemnation that the devil brings up before us. God does not want us to dwell on these things. It's already been forgiven. We bring it before the Lord, and the Lord says, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything is just clean. You're wiped. You're clean. You're holy. You're pure. You're white before me. You're a beautiful bride before me in white, completely forgiven. And God sees us in such a holy and beautiful, gorgeous way. I, you just can't, everyone that has had a near death experience and been before the Lord just feels total peace and love, agape love that is so pure. They're just in tears. They're crying. They just can't understand how God can love them so much. But because of this demonic condemnation, we live our lives without that sense of God's love for us. And God wants us to tear away all this condemnation and just rebuke it and not receive it when the devil brings it up before us. Because when we have the right viewpoint of who we are in Christ Jesus, without that demonic condemnation, we can be used mightily and boldly in that calling that God has called us to be. And the devil tries very hard to keep us under this condemnation, a blanket of condemnation. But we don't need to have that. We can ask forgiveness for the, all our sins. Jesus will forgive our sins completely and forgive ourselves in Jesus' mighty name. Right, Pastor? Folks, if you are experiencing what um, Pastor Valerie has been sharing with, then um, that's a demonic attack on your life. And you need to be delivered from that. Matter of fact, we're going to open the uh, phone lines here, 951-389-4950. Give you a chance to be able to call us, call in, and we'd love to talk with you and pray for you and maybe do a deliverance with you. Pastor Valerie and I and Minister Barbara Lee are standing by for your phone call. Back to you, Shannon. Praise the Lord again, folks. That's 951-389-4950. Call in right now if you need deliverance, you need prayer, you got a question or comment, we would love to hear from you. And if this is your first time tuning in, Welcome welcome aboard. Sister Barbara, anything you would like to add? Well, um, I did a, a study a while ago, and I, I got very blessed. The Lord showed me some wonderful revelation about um, that the thought, there's three. There's the thoughts. That would be the guilt. We receive these thoughts of guilt, and then if we dwell on them, and and don't um, you know break them and refuse to receive it, and if we internalize it to a point, then it becomes a foothold, which would be the shame. And when the devil's got a foothold on us, then the shame comes in and it penetrates deeper, and it uh, 
it starts disa- uh, it starts um, incapacitating us to be used by the Lord effectively, and it starts neutralizing us in our walk with God and puts us in a you know a stuck place, and it's the devil's tool to get us so that we can't be used effectively for him. And then if we stay in the shame and we put that in our spirit and, you know, uh, keep receiving the shame, then it moves into another place called condemnation, which would be the stronghold. And so there's three. It's guilt, shame, and condemnation. Once we're in the uh, stronghold of of condemnation, then we're in a very difficult place and we need inner healing and deliverance to be, uh, cause we need help. We need spiritual and emotional help. And that's why I believe that the, uh, ministry of deliverance is so powerful because we get into these strongholds and we can be delivered of them and brought to complete freedom. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. And, uh, I've been, I've been, I've been delivered from many things. And, uh, it's just wonderful to feel that freedom. And then when the enemy tries to bring it back on you, you're smarter, you're wiser, and you see his tricks. Cause the scripture says that not to be ignorant of the, of the enemy's, you know, devices and tricks. So this is a way that you become uh, wise and spiritually uh, able to uh, defeat the enemy and tell him, no, I don't receive that. I'm not going there. You're not going to put that on me anymore. I've been free, set free from that. And there's many of these things. It's like many people talk about fear, doubt, and unbelief. It's a progression from fear being the thought, doubt being the foothold, uh, and unbelief being the stronghold of you know, anger, rage, and murder is another one. And all these different things that the enemy uses to bring us into those strongholds so we can't be used for God because we're just completely in a um, disabled, you know, position. Defeated. Defeated position. So I've, I've learned, you know, what we do in the Lord, we learn how to recognize these little tricks of the devil and the things he's putting in our mind to confuse us and to defeat us and to condemn us so that we uh, will be neutralized for the use in his kingdom. And uh, the Lord has equipped us to live free and um, be uh, completely released from these. And the one we're talking about today is guilt, shame, and condemnation, which we've all, you know, we've been there. <laughs> And that the Lord says that I love you and I forgive you and you don't have to live in that stronghold or that foothold anymore. And so when the thoughts come on you of guilt, the beginning, the thoughts, you have to immediately break it in the Jesus name and not accept it and to forgive yourself like mom, Pastor Valerie was saying. And then the devil can't use it as uh you know, ability to bring you into a deeper, into a deeper bondage. 
Absolutely. You know, folks, this is how the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to attack your analytical mind, okay? This is where you got to keep the devil out of your analytical mind because he comes in there and gives you an argument. You know, you're condemned. Look what you did here. And then you're just going along. Yeah, you're right. I can feel it. When he comes in, in to attack your analytical mind, he also amplifies the emotions and the feelings to make it sound and feel you're absolutely correct. You're right. But this is where we must stand upon the word of God. This is why we need to study our word because there's ammunition there. God doesn't lie. And when you have it repented from your sins, Jesus has washed your sins with his blood, washed it away and cleansed you from all unrighteousness. And so now when the devil comes to start condemning you, you go, no, I, everything's washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. You need to know how to respond to the devil and to cast down those thoughts and those feelings of the emotions of condemnation. You don't go with it because those are familiar spirits that come to steal, kill, and destroy. They know you. They've been there at birth with you. And they're constantly trying to keep, to trip you up so you do not live by faith. See, this is the key right here. Satan doesn't want you to live by faith. If you don't live by faith, you're not pleasing God. Anything that's not of faith is sin. That's Romans 14.23. So you have this attack constantly on you to make you feel guilty, unworthy, and so if Satan can bring you there through emotions, through uh, feelings, through condemnation, then you're not living by faith. You see, faith brings the joy of the Lord. Faith brings freedom. Faith brings deliverance. Faith brings healing in your life, in your emotional, your mental and physical. And so this is why you must put on the armor of God today. You must put up the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, learn how to whack the devil with the sword of the spirit. Okay, and believe me, he'll turn his tail and run the other way because he doesn't like that one bit. But you see, condemnation affects every believer. This is something you have to work through, and you got to use the Word of God. You got to study the Word of God. God has the instructions. He has the weapons there for you to say, "No, I'm not going to receive this. You're a liar, devil. Jesus washed my sins away." Now. If I ask God, do you remember those sins? He's going to be scratching his head. I don't remember those sins. My son washed your blood, your sins away with his blood. So, so what are you talking about? But you see, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. What does he want to steal? He wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal your faith. Your faith is always under constant attack. And so you must defend the faith. You must defend the faith. We must defend the faith. You got to walk in faith. You got to live in faith. You got to exercise your faith. If not, you're exercising fear. You're living in fear, and you're you're just really dating fear. You you've made a covenant with fear, doubt, and unbelief, and that is a um, a bad combination that will take you right out of the kingdom of God. Pastor Valerie. Yes. Um, also. Very interesting is the fact that uh, even Paul struggled with the flesh in Romans chapter 8. And he said, oh, wretched man that I am, 
who can save me from this flesh, you know, in paraphrasing there. But the natural man, we have a sin nature. And that's going to be with us until we go on to be with the Lord. And this sin nature is we battle with. And the spirit, it says the spirit fights with the the flesh and the flesh with the spirit in Galatians that we we don't do what we want to do, as Paul also says. This is a battle that we face as a Christian all the time. And we must realize that the flesh is just its flesh nature. It just wants to sin. It doesn't want to serve the Lord. Yeah, you got to keep old Frankenstein yeah, down. Frankenstein down, right? is faster. that's funny. <laughs> It's true, it's true. And as a Christian, we've got to lock that thing up and say, no, we aren't going to let you out. That's right. We're not going to let this flesh take over. That's right. And sin. But there's many people in the world that just completely give in to this. And they don't want God. There's some people that come to the Lord, they find it's too hard to serve Him. Because they don't want to give up their flesh. No. And so they go back to it. Yep. And these are people that Jesus says he would spew out of his mouth. Yeah, because they're lukewarm Christians. Yes. Yeah. How so, would you like to be vomited out of God's mouth? That wouldn't be very fun. No, that wouldn't be fun at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty horrible. You'd feel empty. Yeah. You'd feel dead inside. You wouldn't feel the life of Christ anymore. That's, that's right. That is that's horrific. So that is a worse place than even an unbeliever to fall back. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And to sin and mm-hmm. to lose your salvation. Yep. But as Christians, we don't have to be a part of that. We can choose to serve the Lord and to submit to Jesus. Yeah, you're right. We have to choose. We have we to ha- choose. It's we, a choice. Yeah, we have to purpose in our heart. Are we going to co- give in to that temptation? Or are we going to say no to the devil? you got to say no to the devil. And I, Listen, folks, I give you permission to say no to the devil. <gasps> I didn't know we can do that. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you can say no to the devil. No, devil, you're not going to take my mind. You're not going to take my emotions. You're not going to take my will. You're not going to do any of this funky, weird stuff with my body. <laughs> That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not going to take control of my heart because Jesus has it. That's right. But you see, it's up to you to maintain your heart. It's up to you to fill your heart with godliness, holiness, with God's purpose. That's something you have to do. You That's have right. to be diligent in doing that. It's not saying, oh, God, fill me up with all this. What is that? Say, God, just take it away and do this for me. Yeah. We have to no, do it. That, in that case, we have to make that choice not to sin. Yeah, it doesn't work like and that. And when that temptation comes, the devil makes it feel very Strong, yeah, very strong. That could it's, be feeling really good or feeling yeah. really condemned. We really want to go do that evil thing. Mm-hmm. I remember and, one time in my life I wanted to do that evil yeah. thing. <laughs> That's where I found out where where it's true. Where the Bible says that that the Holy Spirit will make a way for you in that temptation, but I didn't want to, and He did it three times, and I didn't want to to escape. So I went out and did that sin. After uh, I did that sin, let me tell you something. I felt like, wow, I could feel that I grieved the Holy Spirit. I felt, I felt like, I felt dead. I didn't feel that joy, that life anymore. 
That's and a so, conviction. Oh, if it was more than a conviction, it was just like <laughs> I grieved the Holy Spirit, you know, and because I wanted to do that sin. <laughs> And and I learned something. I never did that sin again, man. I'll tell you one thing. I just, whoa, what a difference. You can really feel the difference when you really grieve the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and it came true. I mean, I understand that true. God will provide a way out of that temptation for you, you know. And uh, I didn't want to take it. And he gave it three times, you know. So I'll tell you one thing. I learned something, and I hope you guys listen to this and learn that too so you don't have to experience that. You know, God wants us to be obedient. Why are you in the kingdom of God anyway? Because you want a free salvation so you can go to heaven? Don't work like that. You see, you get into the kingdom of God because you want to serve God, because you want to love him. You want to build a relationship with him. I think we uh, have experienced many uh, uh, salesmen, uh, evangelist salesmen. You know, come into your town, you know, say the prayer, be baptized, and you'll be okay. You know, you're, you're going to go to heaven. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to change. No, you find yourself more in sin, more deeper in sin, away from God. You're not really reading your Bible. You're not studying your Bible. You're not applying the instructions inside because you allow the society and the things around you to to move you away from the relationship of Christ. And so your spirit man starts becoming dead. And so, folks, this is just a demonic attack on your life because you allowed it to happen. You're to stand up with the armor of God, the shield of faith, the sword of the truth, and you got to know how to use it. you got to start knowing how to speak to the devil. No, devil, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to be obedient to the Lord. You must purpose this in your heart. There has to be a change where you're involved saying no. It isn't left to God to change you, God to change you, and do it all the work for you. He did all the work on the cross and the whipping post for you. Now it's up to you to be in co-partnership with him and start doing what God wants you to do, walking in holiness and righteousness. This is a command of the Lord. Be holy as I am holy. This is not just one of those option things you can pick and not choose. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Amen. What's that? Amen to that. This is a right now word y'all bring in tonight. And if you're just joining us, uh, this is a live broadcast with Luke 418 Radio. Uh, we still have time to take a call. If you need prayer, call in at 951-389-4950. Uh, Blog Talk Switchboard is down tonight, but Luke 418 is up and running. Again, at 951-389-4950. And, um, you know, you're all right. Uh, We submit to God. We resist the devil. The devil flees. Word of God says, give no place to the enemy. That means there's a place that he can occupy if we open up that door to him. Or we do things the uh, word says, don't do. We think we can get away with it, folks. You can open up that door. There are demons waiting. They're crouching at that door, waiting to get in. They don't need more than a crack. They will come in and bring friends, and they will come in and bind you up, um, party, and uh, trash the house that they're in. That is you and I. You know, I have kind of a, uh, there was a movie some years ago. I forget the name, but it was kind of like a horror science fiction movie. And it was about an alien, and you can think of this in spiritual implications, a demon, actually, that would jump into people. And uh, it loved fast cars and hard 
core music. So it would uh, carjack exotic cars like Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Porsche. The demons had good taste. But <laughs> they would jump in, and next thing you know, they put in this cassette. It was some hardcore metal music. And uh, they would look for a victim and just run them over. And um, sometimes the person that was at the wheel demonized. They were joyriding, and they went too fast and crashed and died. And uh, an onlooker would come over to see what had happened in the crash, and the demon would jump on him into the, the next person. And now he would be possessed, and he would repeat. And I thought, this is a Hollywood movie, but it's got a lot of truth. You know, look, yeah. demons don't die. Um, they're free to roam about. Now, there's a time coming where they're going to be judged. And, uh, of course, uh, I think you'll agree, it, we like to take them out of circulation. I don't like just to catch and release. I like to bind those demons and send them to the pit. Send them where the Lord Jesus wants them to go. You know? Yeah, to the pit. What police officer <laughs> not, out not there? Not his feet. Right? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you know, what sheriff out there arrests a demon and then says, okay, demon, I caught you. Now I'm just going to let you go. Well, actually, there's some places like that in America that do that. Yeah, the kids are released. I think that's I Chicago. The one that came back. <laughs> oh, I got a big one here. Oh, catch and release. <laughs> what is that? I'm telling you, this is uh, it's bizarre, but I think it's Detroit or one of those uh, northern states up there. They got a prosecutor which says, you know, hey, we're being too hard on these criminals. So literally, you can commit a violent crime. They'll arrest you. And uh, they'll release you um, oh, no. withstanding like murder. And so these, these robbers, they don't have any reason to fear. Uh, they get caught, they get released, and they repeat the crime. And, you know, I mean, what the heck is going on here? Well, let me get focused here. We don't do that. We arrest these demons in Jesus' name and send them to prison. And, um, you know, one less demon on the street. That's right. Because that's what they like to do. You know, they want to carjack you, bind you up, and throw you into the trunk. Now they're in the driver's seat, and they put pedal to the metal, and they'll go 100 miles an hour right into a brick wall and total you. That's a picture of what these demons would like to do. They have no mercy. Yeah. they, They kill, they steal, and they destroy, and they do it every single day. What part of those three is a good thing to happen to any of us? Um, <laughs> we've all known somebody who has died before their time. Mm-hmm. I had it, family members who died before their time. Enemy took them out. I've got a cousin. He's no longer with us. Sad story. He was 18. He and his friend, they were out on Halloween night about two weeks from now where we're going to be. And they had gotten drunk already, and they were going to some parties. And they were in their forerunner, going up the interstate uh, 85 in in Georgia. And uh, they lost control going down the the interstate and flipped over in a ditch. Now, the buddy who was driving got thrown out. He walked away. He was so drunk. My cousin got picked up by an ambulance, and he had gotten scalped. And the accident mm-hmm. literally ripped his scalp right off. They had to sew it back on, partially at least, you know. And had a big scar up the side of his face like a Frankenstein. And that wasn't the worst. 
he found himself paralyzed from about the chest down Mm. broke his spine he never walked again and he Mm. was 18 or 19 years old when this happened and I'll tell you what he lived his life out in a wheelchair and uh, he could move at best some of his arms where he could get his hands going and he could move his neck and he could talk but he was paralyzed wow the enemy destroyed him and uh, on top of that he was uh, he ran drugs and that didn't stop him he would sell drugs from his wheelchair and he carried around um, a machine gun him and his brother they drove a Hummer and they were like uh, hoodlums in the in the south in South Georgia, and um, mean as the devil, because they had a devil inside that needed to come out. But there was no deliverance to be found. Ends up going to jail. On top of all that, imagine you're paralyzed in a wheelchair and you go to jail. <laughs> this is what the devil has in store for people out there. Now it was a very interesting um, thing that happened before this. I'm living at that time out in Tijuana, Mexico. This is 2000. I lived actually uh, right across the border, right up from Revolution Avenue. If y'all have ever been to TJ, I lived up in uh, a place called Colonia Hidalgo. And I uh, would take a taxi to the border at Otay Mesa, and I had a job at Maxell Corporation right there in San Diego. And it was a great job. I enjoyed it. And... Um, I'm living down there in Mexico. My grandfather Weber, who's a church God preacher since the 50s, had this dream. And he saw me, he saw my cousin, saw my brother, and saw an uncle in this dream. None of the dreams were good. To the cousin who ended up paralyzed, he saw him, um, if he did not repent, something terrible is going to happen. And sure enough, six months later it did. For me, he said, I saw you like uh, Samson with your eyes poked out. You were pushing a grindstone around, and if you don't get out of Mexico, you're going to die there. That's a whole wow. other story we'll have to give one day, and I got out the last day. Um, wow. To my uh, uh, my brother, the Lord, he saw a picture of him in a swing, and he'd just swing over the left and swing over the right. He was lukewarm. He needed to make a decision. He was just swinging. And then I had an uncle who there was a calendar by his face with a date, and the wind hit it, and the pages were blowing forward fast in time if he didn't repent his days were going to be cut short these are you know dreams that were given to my grandfather I got mine and I was like dear God and the day I left uh, Tijuana Mexico that came before me and I knew that was my last day to get out well I survived thank God didn't die in Mexico but my cousin sadly six months later on Halloween night he finds his life has changed and you know Mm -hmm. He went through a lot of low living, paid a high price for a lot of low living, ends up in jail, paralyzed, finds Jesus in jail. Of course, he knew Jesus. He was raised in the same family as I, but he had backslidden, but came to Christ, uh, went all in, went through the Church of God, what was called the Ministerial Internship Program, the MIP, got his exhorter license to preach, and began to preach the gospel, and he would go to... uh, speak at churches and give his testimony about the price he had paid for sin the enemy had nearly killed him now if he had died that night 
he would have went right into hell. The mercy of God saved his life, but it was a high price that he had to pay. And he never got the healing this side of heaven. But uh, just goes to show you uh, the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And we've got a limited time to find Christ and go all in because the devil is bidding for your soul tonight and mine. He wants to take you out in a body bag. And I look at uh, troubles that I went through in my own life. You know, the missing thing was deliverance. I go back to what I've said before in other programs. We never saw deliverance in the church. Not when I was young either. No. Not to say it never occurred in church, but I didn't see it in the Pentecostal churches, the churches of God. The I didn't. I didn't see it in the Baptist church either. I didn't see it in the Presbyterian. You won't see it in the Episcopalian today. You might see a lesbian woman up there in the church. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's some crazy things going on right now. The well, I'll tell you one thing. If it wasn't the Holy Spirit putting that those words in my mouth, I still wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing deliverance. I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I, I would have been dogmatic and been uh, spreading doctrines of demons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I learned from the Baptist Church. <laughs> one thing we do, I can say, is I did learn uh, that hell is real. I had the fear of the Lord, but that didn't mean that I didn't push the limit sometimes and, you know, see how far I could get. Um, and it was <laughs> on the mercy exactly. of God that I survived. Yeah, exactly. I was going into places I had no business going, and if I had died, I would have went right into hell. Yeah, yeah, no that was God's mercy. I, I had to, I, you know, I was talking, I, I always check my soul. I'm always going back and I say, Lord, is there something in the past I haven't really repented from? Because, folks, saying sorry is not repentance. Repentance is where I you you got to understand how you violated God. And you got to understand that. So, oh, Lord, I understand I did this and this, and I am so wrong for doing this. Forgive me. I was wrong. And then I, I spent time with him and just saying, Lord, you could have zapped me a long time ago, man, the things I did against you. And I wanted to do it against you. And you kept me. Your your mercy. You you had a plan for my life. And that's amazing. I could have died a long time ago, been in hell, suffering right now. So he, we have a merciful God. And uh, this is so important. It's just like a, just like your brother who ended up in uh, jail. Praise God for the jail ministries. Praise God for the prison ministries. I've, I've been privileged to be in, involved with the prison ministries for 23 years now and retired from that. But, uh, you know, the people that end up there, um, they it's really uh, being led by God. So because now they have nothing to be influenced in the out, uh, outside world or society, and now they have time where they're by themselves and they can read the Bible and they can really come close to God and learn and transform their lives, just like your brother did. Praise God! Praise for that. God! You know, Absolutely. I, I, when I in my past, I always was convicted. No matter what I did wrong, I had this really strong conviction everything I did wrong so I ended up having this thing called eventual obedience where I would go so far like you and Shannon were saying I'd, I'd push the limit so far yeah. and then I would get in trouble 
I'd sin and I'd ask forgiveness and then I'd obey the Lord eventually. <laughs> well, I'd ask forgiveness and go back out and do it again. I learned. I had a hard head and I couldn't figure out what was going on. Why am I hurting and crying all the time? <laughs> I finally learned. I finally learned. Yeah, me too. Thank it's because you, I Jesus, didn't want for being to, patient. With I didn't want to have those consequences anymore for sin and yeah. I didn't want to feel that not having God's presence feeling out of favor right. with oh when he, oh I felt so, much so guilt horrible sh- so so much guilt and shame with it and I said I don't want that anymore I want to please God so I I obeyed him eventually <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah absolutely. I um I know what you mean Valerie the struggle that I had was obeying I just don't know why I had so much trouble with that but I just would come up to it, and I, I, there's many things I wanted to do for the Lord, and I wanted to go make the right choices, but there was such a strong feeling inside me that I wanted to do what I wanted to do, and not what God wanted me to do. And I would just hit my head against a brick wall with that one, and I just didn't ever feel good enough or ever feel like I quite made it into pleasing God and where I should be with Him. And I was just always like, like it was just like there's all these shortcomings. And like whenever, you know, people have a grading system, F to A, and in school and you get these different, I was always a B student, you know, and I could never get to that A student, you know, place that I wanted to be. And I compare it with being with the Lord. I never could get to that feeling of that right place with God that I was always just beneath always just shortcomings That's and I that battled with that yeah I battled with that yes, and battled with yes. that. I still battle with that that's right but um, God has just said the sweetest things to me and just c- confirmed how much he loves me and how um, one precious sister told me one day when I was just feeling beneath just under the water level just under the surface and she just said you are more than enough Barbara and that touched my spirit and it was the Holy Spirit talking to me to break that stronghold of of rejection and failure and so I I still have to deal with it but I believe because we uh, the, the Lord says in the scripture that we uh, renew our minds with the scripture that it renews our mind and so I've read the word so much and um, it does renew your mind and if you want if you're hurting about something you go to the word and you go God talk to me God show me you know teach me I want to learn from you and he will bring you to the scriptures it'll just just soak them in when he gives you those affirming scriptures just soak them in and receive them and learn from the Lord and he will deliver you from those weaknesses and those bondages and those shortcomings because Jesus wants us to be all that we can be he has a plan for our lives and it's a beautiful plan and if we go forward and walk in it we will be so fulfilled we will be so at peace we will be so full of joy because we've done what God has asked us to do and one of the conditions is obedience and so we need to obey God and the rewards are just beyond our even imagining that what he has for us and he's promised us that what he, we, he has so much for us above what we can ask or think 
And all those promises are just for the taking as a, as a born-again filled with the Holy Spirit believer that's walking in the kingdom. All those promises God has given us are just for, for the taking, everything that he has uh, provided for us. And it's so wonderful, and I call it walking in the kingdom. It's so wonderful to be do that. But there's places in your life that you need to bring under the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And there's places you need to surrender to the Lord. And it's work, but it's worth it. We have to will it. Yes, it's yeah, worth it. Yeah, you have it. to will it. You yeah. have to purpose in that in your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't do that, otherwise it's just do's and don'ts. And, and if you have a rebellious spirit, you don't want to listen to that. You know, do this, do that. What is that? You know? <laughs> There's a lot of Christians yeah. that don't want to do stuff. They just want to and live then, in a comfort food. Yeah. <laughs> Sit me on the couch and eat comfort yeah. food forever. Let, until me I can... the, let me play the, uh, right. the games all day, you know. You know. That's it. You know, not I want to read no Bible. <laughs> too boring <laughs> that's how i used to think you know that's but i'll tell flesh. you what they, the that's god, what our flesh wants to but, do but you know i and you know god turned it around i enjoy studying the word of god you, there's yes. so much wealth anything i need i need a good spiritual tool to fight a certain uh demon at a different level you know <laughs> like well, holy spirit i need a good uh, spiritual tool for this one here and he takes me right to the uh the word of god and shows me what to use and boy i started having a uh you know a spiritual tool chest of spiritual weapons to use against the demonic it works excellent the what, the big turnaround is this is that we need to start drawing close to the holy spirit building a relationship with him because this is why God gave him to you he lives in your spirit compartment you know most Christians today they go they said the prayer they've been baptized and and they're just living their life as best as they can but they're falling short of the grace of God daily and they don't know how to get to walk and have victory in Christ Jesus um, a lot of it's not being modeled it is here on the uh, Omega Man radio and Luke 418 radio uh, we model this so we teach you we direct you we tell you how to do it so you can go do it you know because it's a command of the Lord in the great commissions mark chapter 16 to go into the world and preach the gospel most Christians just stop there <laughs> that's it we're just going to preach the gospel you know and hopefully they'll believe and get baptized but it says those who believe those who believe that's the key those who have faith those who believe these signs will follow them well apparently you know Omega Man Shannon Davis he does believe because the sign shows you know there's the sign there it is he's casting out devils he's praying for those who need to be healed and they're getting healed yes you know see this is what god commands every believer to do not just uh shannon davis myself and pastor billary and minister barbara lee every believer needs to do this and so if this is the direction and and this is the knowledge, this is the truth, then why isn't it being preached in the church because the devil's in the church? He wants to water down the gospel. He wants to misdirect, bring doctrines to demons, make it sound like it's holy, makes it sound like it's right, because there's a religious spirit in Christianity. And that's what we got to just break loose from and start having a real relationship with Jesus the Christ of Nazareth and follow the protocol. He gave us his spirit. 
God's spirit lives inside us. That means we are a holy and sacred temple. And God once has entrusted us to keep we're 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 we're, we're uh, temple keepers, mm-hmm. right? We're we're to keep the 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 temple clean and to keep the uh, temple, uh, you know, uh, healthy and and we're we're to that's our job. We're to maintain it so the Holy Spirit can dwell in that temple. But you see, this isn't being taught, okay? And so, you know, we need to start with our stinking thinking, our mind and our heart. We need to start taking the word of God, the instruction and saying no to the devil. You can't have my heart anymore. You can't have this closet anymore. Jesus, come in, wash it with your blood. And so once you start applying God's instruction, you start knowing God. And when you start knowing God, then you go, oh, I'm not going to do this because this is going to hurt God. You see? Yeah, Most, that's the key right there. Yeah, that's we the key. We don't want to sin because it'll hurt the Lord. It'll hurt, it'll grieve the Holy Spirit. It'll hurt God. Jesus Christ will be hurt because we have sinned and turned our back on him. That's right. And we don't want to do that. No, we don't. You see, see, see. The thing is, you, you got to start building a relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy, you got to be in co-partner. We were never taught this in in uh, in the Baptist Church. We were just taught, you know, just just uh, you know, bring people to the Lord. And I brought thousands of people to the Lord. Okay, but. I still wasn't transformed. I wasn't changed inside like I am today. I have a relationship with God. I see, I even though bringing people to the Lord, I didn't know God. I, I said the prayer. I was in the kingdom of God. And yeah, that gets you in the kingdom. But now you got to... You got to get to know God and you got to have a relationship with Him. A relationship is not 15 minutes a day. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to have my prayer closet and I'm going to spend 15 minutes with God. What is that? You know, honey, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm just going to spend 15 minutes in the closet with you per day. That's it. What do you mean, it? No way. No way, Jose. Just 15 minutes. No, you see, when when you have a relationship, it's got to be ongoing. It's got to be 24-7. It's the same thing with God. You've got to incorporate your whole lifestyle with him. If you're you're working, start talking to him. You're driving down the road, start talking to him, okay? Exactly. Get plugged into the Luke 418 radio, to to the Christian music that is handpicked to push the darkness away, to change the atmosphere, and bring the holy reverence of God where you are at. You could be in the you could be in the airport and just feeling the joy of the Lord and the presence of God right where you're sitting because that's what this Christian music does. It's anointed, folks. It's anointed. It brings the pre- isn't that right, Pastor a uh, uh, Minister um, uh, Barbara Lee? Oh yeah, I was a uh, when uh, um, Pastor Bill and. Valerie picked me up from the airport last Thursday. I, I flew down from Seattle to visit for a few weeks. And uh, I had been away from the uh, music. And I used to be in the worship team and play. I play flute. And I play for 20 years. I played flute in the worship teams. But when COVID came, it just changed all that pattern. And I wasn't able to be with the church that we were because it dissolved through the COVID situation. And I missed the worship. 
And I I got off the plane and got in their car and they had the music playing, and I'm still weeping about it. <laughs> and and we went from the airplane to uh, their house. It was about a 45 minute drive, and all of a sudden I just started crying like this, like I'm doing now. And 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 it's the anointed music. I missed it. I missed the anointing. I missed the music. I missed it, and it just touched me so deeply. And uh, I just got so blessed. Praise God. And no one yes. said anything to me. No one was talking to me. It was just because it was the atmosphere, the Holy Spirit. And yes. it was just so powerful. And I love it. And I missed it. So That's the, that's the station, Luke418radio.com, yeah. the devil doesn't want you to listen to. Because it brings the presence of God in. You start to bring the joy of the Lord. See, that's a command of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. How can you fight the devil when you're depressed? <laughs> How can you fight the devil when you're angry? How can you fight the devil when you're fearful? fearful. And what is the command of the Lord? Resist the devil and he'll flee. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So the joy of the Lord is my strength. So we need to get back to the joy zone. And you must have Christian music lead you into that joy zone, bring you in the atmosphere of anointed what? What? Fill in the blanks. Atmosphere of anointed uh the anointing of God, yes, the right. presence of God right, right. in your heart. That, that Just the other day, weren't we playing the music here in the studio? And I asked, do, do you guys feel it? Do oh, you yeah. See it? yeah. Oh, the, absolutely. The, the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's You can the, feel the presence of God. Yes. It's powerful. Yes. It's powerful. But we don't use these tools. Oh, I don't want to listen to that. Let's listen, listen to some rappy <laughs> stuff, you know. Let's just get a beep, 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 go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know got to get my toes going, you know. What is that? No. You see, Satan will use that to keep you from being in the presence of God. It's the command of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You're to be in the joy of the Lord. What is uh, what is um, James chapter 1 say? It says, it says, is it James chapter 1? Uh, yeah, it's um, count it all joy. What do you mean count it all joy mm-hmm. when you go through all the various trials and tribulations and condemnation mm-hmm. and judgment, persecution? What do you mean count it all joy? Mm-hmm. My body just wants to cry. <laughs> Who wants that? Right? Usually so- you're just, I don't want all this <laughs> conviction and stuff. I, you know, I don't want these trials. I don't want this tribulation. It's hard. Why do I need all this? Instead, you know, that's what we want to say. Yeah, exactly. So, so. You know that that puzzled me for years. What are you talking? Who wrote this? <laughs> you counted on joy. <laughs> like you must be that King James. Something's trial. wrong here. You know? <laughs> I don't so want to go like, through this trial. Are you kidding? <laughs> you know. And so yeah. the Holy Spirit had to work on me on there. He says, yeah. "Listen, the only way you're going to make it through this trial, the only way you're going to make it through this persecution, is for you to have the joy, the presence of God in your heart, radiating, so you can start at the beginning of the persecution to the end of the persecution so you can endure endure it you see it's a joy the lord is my strength how can i have strength if i'm depressed how can i have strength if i'm feeling uh hatred towards myself unforgiveness towards myself how can i have the joy of the lord the strength of the lord if you're angry for if i'm angry see the joy of the lord is my strength the joy of the lord is my salvation my deliverance 
And so why this is why God had us create Luke 418 Radio. So it's a go-to radio station. So when you're feeling depressed, you're feeling angry, you're feeling frustrated, turn on Luke 418 Radio because the presence of God will start working in your heart, surrounding you. It changes the atmosphere and you start, wow, I'm feeling good now. Amen. 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 Pastor Valerie. Praise God, folks. I'm so glad you tuned in to the radio station today. There's so much important information and truths on this radio station that goes out to the nations so that we can come against the enemy and defeat him because he's out there to kill, steal, and destroy. And we can see now in these last days how evident that is. And he's come into the earth now stronger because he knows he has a short time. So we must be equipped, saints, with our armor on every day. We must put that armor on every single day. Put the armor on and be strong in the Lord because what's coming at us as God said, these times are going to be unlike any times in history. Anything in the past that has ever happened is not going to be like today. It's going to be worse in the last days. And we're starting to see it in Israel. Oh, yeah. You can't say this. Oh, God, I got it. No problem. <laughs> yeah. No, mm-hmm. you're going to be on your knees weeping and everything. Oh, God, save me. Get right? me out of here. Yeah, get me out of Beat here. Get me but, up, Scotty. But see, that's why that's why that's you need to listen to the word of God. Plug into Luke418radio.com. Plug into Omega Man Radio because the joy of the Lord is there. The strength of God is there to bring instruction to your life so you can get out of the rut that you're in, get out of the condemnation, get out of where the devil has come to steal, kill, and destroy your life so you can be set free. I'm really surprised, Pastor Valerie and Minister Barbara Lee and Shannon, that nobody's called in for deliverance. What is that? We got a perfect church out there right now? I don't think so. You need to call in get some help. What do you think about that, Minister Barbara Lee? Yeah, call in. People, come on. Yeah. It's, it's it's there. The Lord has it for us, and we have an ability to take a hold of, of deliverance and, and be set free. And it's just the wonderful, most wonderful feeling in the world. I remember when I was going through deliverance and inner healing and how I afterwards I just burst out and say, I'm free. I'm free. And you could feel it all over your whole body. Everyone says they're lighter. They're lighter. I was lighter yes. and free. And it just feels so wonderful. And um, I'm just amazed at how much the church has cut this off. They're fear. They're afraid of it. They are not able to control it. They're not able to manipulate it, and they don't want to go there. And there's so much ignorance about it in the church. And but that can change. I mean, we can change that. And what are you afraid what, of? Losing your demon? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just don't know what to do. You know? Yeah. I had a pastor. Uh, in a church that I attended years ago, and there was someone manifesting there in the front, and he comes in, he gets on his little cell phone, he's calling nine one one. He didn't know what to do. <laughs> 
Or they call the uh, the ushers coming up front and usher the guy out of the oh, church. Oh yeah, right usher the guy right you know, out of church. You don't belong here. We don't we don't do this yeah. here. Yeah, that's what ha- that that's one. what happened to this homeless guy. He went he, he went into the church and sat at the front and you know the ushers <laughs> ushered him out. He just wanted to watch the children's program, right? And so he goes across the street, sits on the corner, and this other guy comes by with long hair and says, Hey, what are you sitting here on the on the corner for? He says, Well, they just ushered me out of the church. I just wanted to see the children and, and see how they were, you know, their their performing program, and stuff, yeah. you know, program and stuff. And he says, Yeah, they kicked me out too. My name is Jesus. <laughs> Folks, I'm excited to be here tonight with Loop 418 Radio. Again, last call if you need prayer. Uh, You need to call in 951-389-4950. And uh, someone's trying to get me a number to call for England. Okay, stand by a second. Let me see if I've got, uh, I can pull them up. Okay, hold on a second. Um, yes, we can call you, but you got to send me your number. I got your email, but you didn't include a number, so I'm going to stand by a second. Fire that over to me. Uh, 4-4, I believe, is your country, uh, city code. Country code 01144. Send me the rest number. We'll try to patch you in. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. Um, folks, there's not anyone else you can put your faith and trust in. Some are putting their faith and trust in governments. Uh, governments oh. will let you down. I heard that Joe Biden just uh, told Americans, uh, get on the first flight out and come home if you can. Well, how are they going to do that? They've canceled the flights. So much for that. Uh, some are putting their faith and trust in, in Scotty to beam them up. Scotty has died. The transporters are shut down, and the Starship Enterprise has been decommissioned. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, you can call in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I have called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in times where there was no one else to call. Exactly. I my lifelines, and... Um, I needed a miracle in quick. I remember being in San Diego looking for a job. I told you I was living in Tijuana. And I had signed up with two temp agencies. I said, dear God, I've got enough trolley fare for maybe 72 more hours, and then I can't even um, get back to my apartment in Tijuana. I was so broke, I was like the prodigal son. I had to live in Tijuana because I couldn't afford to live on the American side. As an American, <laughs> it was horrible. Wow. Listen, I was so broke. This is not a joke. I could not afford a broom to sweep wow. my floor. Wow. All I could uh, clean up the floor with it was if I had two pieces of paper. I didn't even have two pieces of paper. Oh, I had someone come over and they said, man, can't you clean your floor? You're kind of sloppy. I said, I don't have a broom. I had no refrigerator I had a bottle of sparklets and I lived off ramen noodles four packs for a dollar and a banana for breakfast did you buy those uh, jumping beans (laughs) Um, I said dear God I'm going to die I need your help (laughs) And the Lord heard my cry. I said, dear God, I, I got in this situation, 
by my own sins. I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I said, I surrender to you. And when I gave all over to the Lord, I said, God, I will go all in for you. I had a peace that came over me. I knew mm-hmm. that I had uh, the Lord had, had to break me down. And I surrendered to the Lord. And I said, Lord, now help me. And when it all looked lost, I had my beeper go off. This was before I had a cell phone. Again, about 2,000. My pager goes off. I got, it took me three hours to get from my apartment in Tijuana across the border. This time over at uh, San Isidro side, where they have a trolley that runs right up to it. I got over there to the pay telephone, and I called, and it was the temp agency. They said, we got a job for you. I said, you do. When does it start? They said, today. Can you be there at 1? And I was like, yeah, I can. I had to hustle. And um, God opened the door that day. He did many more miracles that I don't have time to mention right now. But uh, all who call the name of the Lord shall be saved. You may be in a what seems like a hopeless situation. I've been there. I can tell you even more hopeless situations where God sent someone out of the blue to pick me up uh, and give me a ride 20 miles to National City where I had to get over there to pick up a check because it was going into the weekend. And if I hadn't been able to get over there, I would have, wouldn't have been able to get home. I had 35 cents to my name when I went to a job interview that day. God gave me the job, sent someone to pick me up, got my check cashed, and I had a, a brand new job with unlimited overtime waiting for me on Monday. And to celebrate, I went and saw Mel Gibson and the Patriot <laughs> at the movies. I got the hot dog, the Coke, the popcorn, and the nachos with cheese to celebrate. There you go. Now you're rocking. God is good. He gave me more overtime than I can handle. And uh, he'll do it for you. Did you get extra butter? Uh, Over there, they want to put weird things on your popcorn, like uh, jalapeno pepper. Like chili, huh? And uh, people are all about the liquid. So they would fill it up to the top with just liquid Coke. I said, where's my ice? Give me some ice in that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they they have good tacos over there and some of the best hot dogs in the world. You can find in Tijuana, Mexico. That's another story. They wrap them in bacon. They're very good. Um, oh. uh, let's see if I have that phone number here before I break off into a micro story. Wait a minute. I think I have that phone number. Do you all have time to take one call? Sure, absolutely. Okay. I think I can get – okay, yes, I can get her. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Stand by a second. What happened? Okay, apologize for that. I hit the wrong button. Let me go about it this way. I just got to add them in. Okay. All right. I still have you on the line? I'm yeah, we're still okay, here. Good, good. Okay, good deal. I didn't dump you. Oh, we captured. <laughs> okay, we're going to try to bring in Margaret from the UK. Hello, Hello. Sister Margaret. How are you doing? Hi, Shannon. I'm coming. How are you? Hey, doing great. What very, part, very well. What part of uh, the UK are you located in? In the north. All right. Not far you, from Scotland. All from Scotland. Fantastic. This is great. Near yeah, Scotland. Near yeah, Scotland. They got good fish and chips up there? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Right. <laughs> Why don't you see if you can send us some over the internet for us? <laughs> Man. Can you smell the salt and vinegar? Oh, yes. I love the vinegar. <laughs> Margaret, welcome to the program today. We're excited you called in. You're on with Luke 14 Radio. How can we be a blessing to you? What's going on over there? Um, it's, it's 
for insomnia. Um, I had it when I was, well, I'm 48 now, and I had it when I was 20 when my dad died. Um, but I'm still struggling. Some days I can be awake for two days, and the headaches are just unbelievable. I don't know if it's my age or not, but the fact the Bible says, you shall lie down this week, shall be sweet, and the Lord sustains it. I don't know why, because it's a curse, isn't it? You're right. We're supposed to have day. sweet sleep. Now, if it happens, you know, occasionally that may be one thing, but is this uh, this happening pretty consistently to you? Yeah. It's like some nights I can be awake from 4 o'clock in the morning till the next 4 o'clock in the morning, and then some days I can be awake for two days when no sleep and really exhausted. Have you been real stressed out about things? Have you been uh, going through any no. anxiety or fear, anything like that? No, no. No fear. No. Also, Strained when you... 65 times, Bible says, don't fear, doesn't it? That's right. Now, when you do go to sleep, uh, mm-hmm. do you have any bad dreams, or do you get attacked when you sleep, or do you just sleep until you wake up? Um, I, I don't have good dreams at all. I have strange dreams every night, and before I go awesome. to bed, I bind everything up. I've made sure everything is out of my house that I could think of any kind of symbolism on anything, even food packaging, whole lot. I've done everything I possibly can think of, broke up curses and everything, and it's still just the same. Do you have any background where you've been involved in the occult at any time in your life? Um, no, just the normal things that you go through your life and you don't realize you do until you look back, but that's something I've made a conscious effort of okay. removing completely. Brother Bill? So... Valerie and Barbara, uh, meet Sister Margaret from Hello. UK. From, I'm actually from I'm actually from Newcastle. I don't know if you know Newcastle upon Tyne, where the football club is. Oh, wonderful! Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. Uh, yeah. Well, to meet you there, Margaret. Good well, to meet you too, both. I love your accent. Yeah, you love <laughs> my accent, eh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. We like your accent. Yes, we do. We'll make a match. We match now. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, amen. So, well, I, I encourage you to uh, take, if you're not already, taking magnesium. Okay. You've been taking those? Yeah, a B12, B6. Yeah, and how about the potassium? Not potassium, no. Yeah, yeah. You want to start taking the minerals, and sometimes it could be you're you're lacking a lot. Maybe you're taking them, but you need some more. So you might want to check with your doctor or something on that. Um, but um, you know, the stress takes out the magnesium in your life and potassium. And if you're taking any kind of medications, that's what attacks too. So uh, we, I find many individuals uh, low on on magnesium, which really uh, brings um you know it's the problem of insomnia because yeah you know, yeah so so another thing you were saying you had some strange dreams and and so that could be uh demonic there okay um but um you know you said that you've been fighting this have you been binding those thing uh dream dreams to be in the enemy yeah every night i do everything are you the warlocks, incantations, potions, lotions, mind control, 5G, 6G, technology, weapons, everything. 
So you got you got that covered. So do you have? Um, uh, are you putting on the armor of God? Yes, every morning I put it on. Okay. How about before you go to sleep? No, that's an idea. Yeah, I want you to do that. Okay. Just renew it. You know, there's always a, a, a you know a smart guy in the car. Well, I never take it off. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, you know. So so yeah, put on the armor, I do it in the morning, I do it in the evening, you know, and I do it maybe if uh I feel I don't know, I just I renew it, you know. I renew it. So our mind. So that's another thing, turning off your mind. See, see maybe you aren't uh, stressed out about something, but you know the the scripture is very clear in, in James chapter one that uh, there can be other parts of us inside us. Uh, a devil-minded man could be uh, it's called dissociation, and it could be other parts that are inside that are worrying or thinking and causing this opening to be insomnia because uh, your you know your mind might be just going like a rabbit, you know, thinking this and that and trying to think things through. Yeah, I think you could be right, because my mind never switches off, and I'm constantly turning scripture over in my mind with the way the world is, is thinking of my next move for this and that and where I should be, and it doesn't switch off, you're right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's that's that. Part of that is um, it, it's, there's an emotion attached to that, Okay. It's a t- uh, emotion of being bored, and so you know if I'm going to s- you know be here early in the morning and I just lay here, I'm bored. So let me start analyzing. Let me start thinking things through. Let me analyze this. Let me build something. <laughs> you know, let me let me figure out a way how we can do this. Okay, <laughs> right? So your mind's. Uh-huh. Your mind, your your gears and everything, the clogs and everything else starts moving. And, and that's how you start getting the satisfaction. I'm building something. I'm figuring something out, you know. And and before you know it, you're four in the morning, five, then you finally get sleepy. So you, yeah. So this is a, a way the enemy comes to take your sleep away. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you put the nail on the head there, actually, yeah. Uh... It all has to do with your analytical mind. See, you, you're probably in your love brain. Yeah. You know, you just got to figure things out. Right? I'll confess yeah. to you, I battled some of the same things. Even yeah. recently, had the hard nights where I had a hard time going to sleep. Now, yeah. granted, I may have had uh, a bad choice in drinking some coffee kind of late, too. That could have been part of it. But there are other nights, you know, where the enemy. Uh, just doesn't want you and I to get that rest. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, your mind, your body is tired, but your mind is uh, trying to work these things out. And yep. uh, it could be a number of factors, but the enemy will use all that to wear you and I down. And you feel like yeah. crap the next day, and you can become more vulnerable to attack. So um, we'll certainly yeah. pray for you tonight. And if you're, you're being attacked Thank to the you. dreams, that's an area where the enemy will try to attract many of us attack many of us rather so we appreciate you calling in um hit these from both points i agree with your uh recommendations on uh, some of the supplements 
and uh, prayer. And so we're going to pray right now. Would you all like to kick off for Sister Margaret? Yes. Um, Margaret, I want you to say this. Uh, In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I renounce. I renounce. Boredom. Boredom. I renounce. I renounce. Allowing my mind. Allowing my mind. On the intellectual. On the intellectual. To be used. Be used. By a spirit. By spirit. Of insomnia. Of insomnia. I bind that spirit now with the threefold cord. I bind that spirit now with a threefold cord. I command you to let go of my mind now. I command you, command you to let go of my mind now. And I speak to every part inside me. And I speak to every part inside me. I speak peace and safety. I speak peace and safety. Thank you so much for being there. Thank you so much for being there. And helping me through life. And help me through life. But from this day forward. But from this day forward. We're going to sleep. We're going to sleep. I'm going to sleep. We're going to have a sweet sleep. We're going to have a sweet sleep. We're not going to try to figure things out anymore. We're not going to try and figure things out anymore. We're going to rest in the Lord. I'm going to rest in the Lord. And it's going to be a sweet sleep. And it's going to be a sweet sleep. It's going to replenish our energy replenish. and rest and well-being. It's going to... Be- sorry, I've forgotten. Could you repeat gonna, this? is what happens gonna, in my mind and tiredness. It's going to replenish my rest. It's going to replenish my rest. And well-being. And well-being. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. Father God. Father God. Give your daughter now. The peaceful sleep. Rest her mind. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. So that spirit of insomnia binds you with a threefold cord and everything under your kingdom is one you're bound. I cancel your assignment to steal, kill, and destroy Margaret. I speak peace to every single part inside her now. I lose the angels of God and camp around her and fight for her and minister to her. I speak to little Margaret inside. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I speak peace to you. I speak peace to you. I speak peace to you now. And I cover you, every part in the system with the blood of Jesus Christ and a hedge of thorns. And I bind any witchcraft, any warlocks, any priestess over there, any sacrifices that have come to steal, kill, and destroy your life. I bind you and I render those attacks null and void. And I loose you, daughter. I loose you, daughter of the Most High God. I loose you now from these attacks. And I command by the authority of Jesus Christ, your mind line up to the word of God and be healed now. 
You demons, your infirmity, your sickness, your disease, you come out and go to the pit now. You will stay there. You will not return back to Margaret. I close the ungodly door and I seal it with the blood of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Father, for Margaret's call. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen. I touch and agree. Every demonic force that would attack you as you sleep, we bind and rebuke it, command it to go in the name of Jesus. Every demon on that premises, we command it to get out and go to where the Lord Jesus sends it right now to the pit in Jesus' name. Father God, loose your warrior angels to surround her for protection. Give her sweet sleep. We plead the blood of Jesus over your mind to rebuke all spirits of anxiety, fear, worry, insomnia, restlessness. I agree with Brother French and Valerie and Barbara. We command it to go and leave you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, give her rest in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Margaret. Thank you. Thanks, Brother French and Valerie and Shannon as well. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in today. And uh, there may be others out there right now tuning in that uh, need a touch. Uh, There's a sister in the group chat over here. It says, um, Sister Grace says, well, that's me. I can't go to sleep. Uh, As we're preparing to close tonight, for those that weren't able to call call in, uh, would you go ahead and uh, Brother Bill and Sister Valerie and Sister Barbara and uh, as the Lord leads you pray over those that are tuning in out there and uh, also yep. lift up Sister Grace I believe there's others that are being attacked in their sleep and could uh, benefit from that prayer over to you Amen praise God we pray for those that have insomnia Lord we ask you now to give your children a sweet sleep I rebuke the enemy trying to keep their minds so alerted and thinking all the time that they can't fall asleep. It's an epidemic because there's so much information overload in the society that our minds just won't turn off sometimes when we're trying to go to sleep. And I come against the enemy trying to keep the people in bondage now out there that are having trouble with insomnia. And also I would recommend only if you get an, a doctor's okay and, rec- and that it's all right with your doctor. Uh, melatonin is a good uh, herbal supplement over the counter that you can take in order to help you sleep. But another portion of that is a demonic attack, like Shannon and Pastor said. And we come against that now in the mighty name of Jesus, that demonic attack over insomnia. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, devil, you cannot have their minds. I come against you now. I break the insomnia over these people in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that when they go to sleep, they will turn their mind off. And they will think of you, and they would listen to anointed Christian music, like Luke 418 Radio, that will help them fall asleep. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. I I break and bind the demonic strongholds that have opened uh, doorways to having nightmares and bad dreams. And I break the stronghold and the tool of the enemy to... uh, 
keep his children restless and disturbed and upset when they wake up in the morning and they uh, are unsettled. And I just break that stronghold now over your people and the body of Christ that when they sleep, I decree that it will be sweet sleep and they will not be uh, plagued by uh, demonic dreams and um, things that uh, paralyze them at night in fear. I just break and bind that fear and all the, the ways of the enemy to uh, keep his people in a fear and disturbed and upset. And I just loose, Father God, all the peace and the joy and the contentment and the things that, Lord Jesus, that you have given to your children so that they can sleep in sweet peace and have beautiful dreams and have dreams about you and spiritual encounters with you, Jesus, in their sleep, and they can wake up refreshed in your precious name. Amen. And I also break off that spirit of torment mm-hmm. because insomnia is tormenting. Mm-hmm. And I come against it now, you spirit of torment. Come off these people now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Fear and torment, go now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I agree. So in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, every um, spirit of insomnia, you infirmity, you sickness, you demon, I command you to be bound with a threefold cord. I cancel your assignment now, and I command you to go straight to the pit. You will not return back to them anymore. I loose you now from them now in Jesus Christ's mighty name. I close the ungodly door. And seal it with the blood of Jesus, and I speak peace to your mind. I command your mind, line up to the mind of Jesus Christ. Peace and safety to you and every part in your system now. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen. Amen. I'll tack on to this tonight. We just plead the blood of Jesus Christ over everyone that has been tuning in, all the people in the chat rooms, over Grace, Peza, George, Looking for some other people here that I can see. Dee Marie, others out there, whoever you are listening now and later, we plead the blood of Jesus over you. We bind you strong men. We bind every demonic force coming against you, and we command them to loose you and go right now in Jesus' name. Come out of them right now. Take a cough out there, tuning in. Just let them go. Come out in Jesus' name. All spirits of fear, fear had torment, torment, come out too in the mighty name of Jesus and go. Every spirit that attacks your mind, mind-binding spirits, witchcraft, mind control, cult mind-binding, come out. Loose the mind and go in the name of Jesus. Racing thoughts, all spirits of confusion. Again, come out in the mighty name of Jesus. Loose the mind and go. Fear of the end times. Come out in Jesus' name. Fear of man. The fear of man bringeth the snare. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Proverbs twenty-nine twenty-five. We speak to you right now, to your mind. Be healed and made whole in Jesus' name. Every spirit that has been attacking you, causing anxiety, worry, fidgety, restlessness, go in the mighty name of Jesus. Every tormenting spirit we're talking to you, we bind and rebuke you and command you to loose people and come out and go to the pit right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we ask that you would loose your warrior angels to surround each one of us tonight. Put a hedge of protection, wall of fire from Zechariah 2 and 5 around everyone tuning in in the name of Jesus. We loosen to you right now in Jesus' name. 
God's spirits of power and love, sound mind, wisdom, knowledge, might, counsel, fear of the Lord, grace, truth, excellent spirit like he gave Daniel in Jesus' name. Also in Jesus' name, we break every word curse that's been spoken over you or me in the mighty name of Jesus. We break every demonic hex, vex, curse, spell, hoodoo, voodoo, witchcraft, all demonic bands, cords, fetters, chains. We break them and loose you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Right now, you're the head and not the tail. In the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father God, for what you're doing. We'll also lift up Brother Hank Groover. About 12 minutes ago, he posted he had made it to Japan. And he's over there on a special prayer walking mission. They're preparing today to prayer walk suicide forest. He's going in the steps of his father, the late Henry Groover. They're going there to break suicide curses off people that lure them into the forest and they hang themselves. And Absolutely. He said, I've, got, I've got a powerful uh, migraine that just hit me. Would you pray? Could you? I, he's under a demonic attack. The demons don't want them to go in there and prayer walk that forest. Could you all lift up Brother Hank Groover for prayer right now who's in Japan? Hank Hoover. Hank, uh, Hoover. Hoover. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I command the bands of that tightness on your head be sliced now in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Be released now. And I cover your head with the armor of God. I saturate your head with the blood of Jesus Christ. I place a hedge around it. And the Holy Ghost fire around your whole entire body. I loose the angels of God to go with you into that forest to fight for you, to go before you and be your rear guard. We bind every demon in hell, every suicide demon, every death and destruction demon be bound. Satan, you will let them go. You will let them go. You will let them go. Satan, let them go. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we place right now, everywhere you walk, we declare the blood of Jesus Christ. As you step, the blood of Jesus Christ will saturate that forest. We bind those demons now. Every legal right that these that have gone before and committed suicide... Every legal right in that ground, we pour the Holy Ghost oil in that and saturate it. And we command that your legal right be broken now by faith in Jesus Christ's mighty name. There's no distance in faith. There's no distance in the spiritual realm. So we declare it right now. This ground we take for the Lord, Jesus Christ. We speak peace to that forest now in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. You know, there's power in the name of Jesus. Even a child has power in the name of Jesus to fight back against the enemy. My wife told me in closing this morning that uh, our son, Jeremiah, who's six, is afraid to go upstairs here in our house. I said, what do you mean he's afraid to go upstairs? He comes up every day. Well, he had a dream. I said, he did. Well, it was a dream. Well, he said he dreamt that upstairs there was a pair of shoes and they were dancing by themselves. And I looked at my son. I said, you have that dream? He said, I did. I said, you don't need to be afraid of the enemy. I said, that's why I tell you You need to take authority, and if the devil tries to attack you, 
You rebuke him in Jesus' name. I said, if you ever feel fear again, you say, devil, I rebuke you. Loose me and go in Jesus' name. Anyway, I gave him some counsel today. And I thought, uh, the devil, he wants to attack the children, the family. He wants to attack your sleep. And we've got to fight back. Even the children have got to be taught to fight back in Jesus' name. And so uh, that's what the enemy's doing. He's on the war path. He wants to paralyze you and I in fear. He doesn't want you to get rest. He wants you to go through the day like a walking zombie. He just wants to assault you from all uh, areas. And he'll do it. He's a bully. The only things bully understand is force. You must fight back and push back. You submit to God. You resist the devil. And you're going to get the result. The devil's going to flee. So I'm glad uh, that happened here in my family. I give, gave, give me an entry point to um, work with my son more and realize I've got to spend more time in training them. Uh, train them young so when they're older they will not depart. Because the enemy's starting young. Look at what he's doing right now in the schools. Places like California is really bad. They're going in there and they're trying to convince these children to get sex changes. Exactly. They've got them all in the books. They'll take your children from you, and you won't get them back until the sex change has been done. What the hell's going on? Hell is starting. Um, uh, hell is going after the youngest among us. If he can get this generation, he's won the war because they're the future fighters. Everybody's under attack out there, and that's why we've got to get militant as a as the body of Christ and begin to fight back. Learn everything you can about deliverance and begin to put it to use. The enemy is going to attack you. Yes, he will. But we've got to fight back and he will flee in Jesus' name. He's hoping you and I won't do anything. But we must resist him and he's going to get the message real soon. If he messes with you or me, there's a price to pay. There are demons that have been sent to attack Luke 14 at Radio 418 Radio and Mega Man Radio, and they're no longer in circulation because they never return from their mission. They get taken out every time they come. We bind them up, send them to the pit in Jesus' name, and then Satan has to send another one. I believe it's got to the point that there's demons that are afraid to come after us, Brother Bill, because the yeah. ones that have already been sent, they have they never returned. And this one's That's afraid... A- they're going to uh, suffer the same fate. I'm, I'm dead, deadly serious here, folks. Yeah, that's uh, we're, right. We're in a war. And we've, that's we, right. can, we cannot fight back if we don't act. Uh, the demon would just, um, I mean, let me, let me rephrase that. If we don't fight back, nothing's going to change. The demons are just <laughs> going to keep coming and attacking and attacking till they wear you down. They take you out of the body bag. So we got to get stronger in the Lord, build up our faith through God's word. We renew our mind through the hearing of God's word. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Put on the that full mean, armor of God. That means you're speaking it forth, folks. you speaking it forth and seeing it happen. See, a lot of you guys speak these prayers and, and read these prayer things out, but there's no faith backing it up. And that's why it's you're not getting that... Uh, you know, the devil, the demons know who means business. Yeah, yeah, it's not effective because yeah. because you're you're you know there's a part of you doubting. You just mm-hmm. oh I hope this works. Mm-hmm. What do you mean hopes it works? You know mm-hmm. you believe it or you don't. 
you know so you have to work on your faith and believing and once you do that and god will act believe me faith is what activates now listen now faith is what activates miracles faith is what activates deliverance and just so you know this is what you do i remember the first time that these people came from utah the whole family and and um, you know, I was troubled about it. You know, oh, I want to come down here. I want you to pray for us, okay? We want to be healed. And I was, you know, I can't heal them, <laughs> you know. And so, and so I go, Lord, man, they're coming down. They want me to pray for them. They want some miracle, magic stuff happen. And I'm going, oh, Lord, you know. So anyway, they showed up, the whole family and everything. They went in my office, and they sat on the couch. And, you know, they're all happy that they're down here, and I'm <laughs> going to pray for them. I'm going, and I'm troubled inside. It doesn't even work. What is this? You know what I mean? So anyway, I said, Jesus, okay. I'm going to do this by faith, and you're going to have to show up and do it because I can't do it. <laughs> And so I said, Jesus, you're going to have to do it. Here I go. Here I go. I'm going to say it. <laughs> right? And so I say it. I speak it by faith, even though I was trembling inside, you know. <laughs> I said, okay, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I command every part of your body to be healed now in Jesus Christ in the mighty name. I command your body to line up to the word of God and be healed now. And man, Jesus showed up and he got healed. Give God a shout. See, you're going by faith, you know. Yes. So you can't let fear and that trembling inside, you know, uh, you know, control you. You know, you got it. And then when it worked and go, oh, well, let's do this again. You know, we're some more sick people, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Wanted to get out there and pray some more. So after you do this over and over again, it becomes, you know, the devil says, you know, they ain't going to work. You're weak. <laughs> What are you, a comedian? I know this is going to work, you know? You're going to go. No, I'm not going to leave. Oh, believe me, I know. It depends on which way you're going to leave. You're going to leave uh, all beat up? <laughs> or are you going to leave peacefully, you know? I gave him that choice. What do you want to leave? You want to get all beat up or you want to get leave peacefully? Go right now peacefully. Oh, no, it went war. Okay, we'll give you war. And then they cry as they're going back to the pit of hell. So, but you see, faith, you've got to speak forth faith. You've got to keep, you've got to exercise it and see God show up. And when he shows up, you believe. It, it's just like ignites your faith and you keep doing it over and over. It becomes second nature. Absolutely. Jenna. Powerful word tonight. I want to thank you all for coming on, spending some time with us. Again, uh, we, uh, we didn't have blog talk operational tonight. Uh, pray for us. We've got to do another show at 8, and I hope it's working. Otherwise, we'll uh, not have blog talk then either. Something's going on over there. But, uh, you know, I battle with fear in closing. Uh, most of my life battled end-time fear, and uh, it actually compelled me to do things uh, that were very costly, as I mentioned on your program this morning. Spent a lot of money trying to prepare to save my own neck. And uh, there are some preparations we should make. And you should be able to feel safe in your home. And I think you have a right to protect you and your family. And and I think uh, you should have uh, the means uh, to defend them. But this went beyond any of that. This was at the the highest level of fear. And um, the Lord delivered me with his word. 
Proverbs 29.25, the fear of man bringeth a snare. But who shall mm-hmm. put it this trust in the Lord shall be safe. Now, I went through deliverance. Yep. Deliverance is key. But I still needed to believe God at his word. Because then would, would come back in and try to attack my mind. And, you know, the more I looked at the uh, World Economic Forum and what the enemy is planning, you know, the enemy will make you think it's hopeless. How can we fight this globalist force? And, uh, you know, there's a lot of bad news out there. But God, you know, we we have to go back to the Word. The Word is a sharper than a two-edged sword, as it talks about. It's our weapon, our offensive weapon. And when the enemy comes in to try to um, subdue you and I and snare, and snare us, we've got to fight back. So you submit to God, you've got to resist the devil. And I did it with his Word, and the devil fled. Whoso putteth his trust in Yahovah the Lord shall be safe. I realize God's not a man that he shouldn't lie. He watches over his word to perform it. I don't have nothing to worry about. As long as I am, I fear and obey the Lord. I'm repenting of my sins. God's got my back. He's got your back. That's right. Uh, It says, don't fear man who can kill your body. Fear him who can kill your body and throw you in the lake of fire. Paraphrased. Uh, we need to fear the Lord. If we fear and obey the Lord, even the angel of the Lord encamps about us, will camp about the righteous to deliver them. Um, I can tell you many testimonies of where the Lord did miracles. He did it for me, he'll do it for you. We just need to have faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Uh, faith, someone said, is forsaking all I trust in him. Whose report are we going to believe? Are we going to believe the Lord and his word? Or are we going to believe what we see in the natural, what we hear in the news? The fear news many times, you've got to turn it off. It will begin to overpower you. And the enemy uses any platform he can to try to get his message into your spirit, man. You've got to be careful what you listen to. And uh, again, uh, many Examples in the Word of God, you know, it cost millions of Israelites entering into the Promised Land. When God told them to take it, uh, they listened to doubt and unbelief in the camp and um, fear mongering, and they didn't believe God that was going to do what He said He was going to do and protect them against the giants that they were going to have to take out. And so, what happened? They didn't go when He said go and take the land. And it was a costly mistake. Later on, they came to the census and said, We'll go. God said, don't do it. And they said, no, we're going to go. And they went, and he was not with them. And many lost their lives, and they got run out of, run down the mountain. And God uh, sent them around the block for 40 years. They did not inherit the promised land at that time. Uh, those, uh, the adults who disobeyed the Lord. Uh, whose report are we going to believe? Whose word are we going to believe? I'm going to stick with this word right now and hold on to it. Proverb 29, 25. There's others, great uh, words you can hang on to. There's another one in Psalms that says, uh, some trust in horses and some trust in chariots. And that was me. I was trusting in the arm of the flesh. But we will remember the name of Yahovah our God. I can tell you, uh, God will protect you. And what looks like uh, situations where there's no hope, he'll come through for you. I can tell you where I was in an apartment one time in closing. And uh, it was not the best place to be, but it was where I, where I was. I had a room to stay. Well, I was trying to 
um, find a place. Turns out that the the couple that I was staying with, uh, the lady was a witch. I didn't know it. I (laughs) guess I should have known it when I went in the bathroom and there was an altar right above the toilet (laughs) to uh, El Muerte, Santa Muerte, two-foot-tall angel of death in a red cloak and looked like the Grim Reaper. It's what it was with a sickle. And this was the patron saint of the, the people there. And uh, they had a food offering to it. There was a candle. There was a chicken leg, some rice, and even a piece of bread for this demon. They were going to feed this mm. demon good. And uh, I'm not going to go into all the graphic details, but let's just say uh, I, I did something that angered that demon. And um, I, uh, before I would go to bed, I would pray in faith, Father God, surround me with your warrior angels in Jesus' name. Because I was in demonic territory. You angered the demon? <laughs> yes, I did. I did something to defile it. Yes, I did. <laughs> and um, I'll tell you off air. And um, what happened is the very next day, um, this this the lady there who had the apartment with her and her boyfriend, little small two-bedroom apartment, she said, you got to leave. I said, I do. She said, yes. I saw two evil men in your room. And it dawned on me what it was. She saw the two angels of God that I prayed for. I said, God, surround me with your warrior angels. And she says, by the way, I'm a witch. And uh, I can't have any of those evil spirits here in my house that you got. She's she's calling these angels evil, you know. You got to go. But she was nice enough to help me find another place. So God bless her for that. But I pray for her soul. And uh, literally, she had demons in her room, and I had two angels of God that I prayed in faith that God would surround me with, and he'll do the same for you. He's no respecter persons, and he did that. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, people say, how have you survived for seven and a half years on the island of the gods, demons? Um, you know, you make a chance when she says, I'm a witch, you just say, I'm a saint. <laughs> oh, yeah. In fact, um, I just remembered she had this little bracelet and it had a miniature version of El Muerte, Santa Muerte, the idol that they worshipped. It was just a little black grim reaper with a sickle. And yep. I've seen other people carry those. That's a patron saint of um, of uh, the cartel, prostitutes, thieves, uh, people that are not living for Jesus. Let me just leave it like that. And, yeah, um, it it does work for them. I know that they were doing um, some some rituals, and it caused them to be invisible. Now, this was a cartel until finally it turned on them. <laughs> then they got busted. Oh yeah, no. The this yeah. young girl, she was uh, she was about twenty five. She was telling me, you know, I, I've got a couple homes back in Mexico and uh, and and in southern Mexico. We were in Mexico at the time in Tijuana, but you know, and I've got mm-hmm. this and that and money and you know uh she was giving all her praise to in order to the to the de- demon and you know demons are real folks they come to kill steal and destroy and you could be surrounded by them but you should be able to sleep at peace if you happen to find yourself in a in a dark part of the world uh the angel of the lord can encamp about you to deliver you uh, my family and i are alive and well seven and a half years in a very cursed place it's no exaggeration if you were to look at any of my neighbors, there's double altars to demons that they worship every day. There's little demons sitting right outside my door. 
um, next door. <laughs> I mean, we live in like what's called a duplex, you know, so there's no separation in a yard between the houses. It's just uh, house, 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 you know, duplex. So literally, <laughs> I could throw a, a rock right over the, the gate here and hit the demon. And uh, they're out there. One of them got caught on Spiritual film. gates. Do Spiritual it, C4s. It. Oh, man, listen. Uh, you'll hear ringing going on, someone ringing a bell. I know what it is. No. I want to hear it. It's a shaman. They had a ah, shaman out there, and he's ringing this dinner bell. Oh, yeah, he's telling the demons, come and eat. You know, uh, <laughs> the sacrifice that they're giving. And I went outside the door, and there's this big pile of sacrifices. They're little banana baskets they make out of banana leaves. And uh-huh. they put little incense in there like you would, you know, burn in like in your house. Some people do. And that's what they do. That's why I don't burn incense. Uh, most of it's demonic. Um, and they'll put little offerings in there to the demons, and they have to do it every day. It's bondage. And if they mm-hmm. don't, they can suffer some, uh, you know, some yeah. problems, some backlash. Yeah, the demons, you didn't feed me today, so I'm going to make you suffer. When you don't have Jesus as Lord <laughs> like and Savior. Where they came out of the flowers. Oh, <laughs> trying to... me. <laughs> you you got to see this demon, though, that got captured on film. I mean, it's an ugly thing. You remember Land of the Lost, the series, Sid and Mardi Gras? Yeah. yeah. Remember the slee stack? Those tall lizard creatures that would try to get Will and Holly? Um, it looks like a snake with big eyes. And uh, I'll get a picture of it. It was it was captured on film and put up on Instagram. And that's the demon. Was, yeah. You know, it's like one of those grays that people have seen. I'm sure they come in other shapes and sizes, but that was this you know, particular local yeah. demon down here. Absolutely. It was ugly. And uh, <laughs> I better stop there. I can. I will keep you all too, uh, uh, too long. Um, but at any rate, uh, praise God. God's no respecter of persons. It's not too late to get in the army of the Lord. I didn't answer the call till I was 40, 13 years ago. I was thinking Moses didn't answer the call till he was 80. And he went another 40 years for the Lord. Come on. If you're 80, it's not too late. Come on. Uh, If there's spirit left in their body, there's a demon you can cast out. There's someone you can set free in Jesus' name. Lead to the Lord. Pray for. You can still uh, bear fruit and uh, have a reward waiting for you when Christ returns. So... Uh, it's well worth the effort. Say yes to Jesus today. Uh, Brother yeah. Bill, Valerie, and Barbara, thank you for coming on. We love you all. And uh, how can people contact you and your ministry, and how can they support it? Well, you can go to uh, look418radio.com, and at the top of the webpage, you can click on giving and support the Look 418 Radio. We are broadcasting worldwide, and uh, we are we are saving souls, delivering the body of Christ, and bringing healing through Jesus Christ. And so you can go ahead, go to look418radio.com, and also send us a um, send us a uh, an email, letting us know where you're at and where you're listening. And uh, if you have a prayer request, we'd love to pray for you. Praise God! And they can tune in to Luke four eighteen. Radio 24 hours a day by going to Luke418radio.com. Is that the right place? 
Absolutely. Look418radio.com, 24-hour station. Plug in today and tune in and listen and allow the Holy Spirit to start building your spirit man to be strong in the Lord. Hey, I want to tell you, I really enjoyed my time with you all today. Thank you for uh, coming together with me. And uh, what would you all like to title the message that you all brought today for the archive? What's the title? How to Overcome Demonic Condemnation. There you go. That's perfect. Praise the Lord. Uh, Sister uh, Barbara, would you like to close us in prayer? Certainly. Lord Jesus, we just come before you now. Just settle our hearts and our minds. Fill us full of your peace and your confidence. And help us to stay strong in you. Feel a big impression that we all need to stand strong and firm in the Lord. Because the days are dark and evil. And there's a lot out there that's coming against us in the Spirit. And we, the Lord has equipped us with all that we need to stand strong and fight the enemy. And have the victory because Jesus has already won this victory. We have, we are winning this battle and we will continue to win it and we need to rejoice and shout victory because Satan, Jesus has overcome Satan and he has completely overcome all the wiles of the devil and all the things of the earth and nothing shall by any means harm us in your precious name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Love and appreciate y'all, and we'll see you next time. God bless y'all. Have a great day over there. God bless Bless you. Thank you, Carter. We love you. Maybe get up to Applebee's and have some ribs. There you go. Come on down. We'll send it over by the internet. (laughs) Talk to you soon. God bless. God bless you. Love you in Jesus' name. Thank you. Hey, that was uh, the great folks over at Luke418radio.com. I really do appreciate Pastor Bill French. Bowery and Barbara, thank you for coming on the program. Well, pray for Blog Talk Radio. We need it to work because we've got the prophetic hotline we'd like to open up for you tonight. So um, we're going to shoot for that. Uh, we're going to be back at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight. The dial-in number for that, it's a new number. It's on my website. If you ever forget it, you can go to omegamanradio.com. I've got it right up there at the top. The dial-in number, which is 515-602-9734. We'll open up the phone lines tonight at 8 o'clock, and we're scheduled to have uh, Prophet Scott Lathrop and Pastor Jen Lathrop and uh, Pastors Chris and Al Moore. They'll be joining us, and I think we'll have another guest too. Let's see who else uh, we're going to bring on tonight, and we'll take your calls. And if there's a, a person out there who would like to call in, we encourage everybody who would like to to do it. Uh, they will give you a prophetic word. Whatever the Lord has for you, they will give that word to you. And then I take my turn last. Uh, it's been probably six months since we've been able to do a program and uh, with, the, with Soul Bait, and I'm so happy to have them back on tonight. Five Pacific, eight Eastern, and if you're tuning in outside of America, as long as I can see you in the chat room and you can let me know how to call you, we can even patch you in as well so it won't cost you anything. Okay. With that, God richly bless y'all. I'm going to get out of here, hit the sack. Uh, I don't feel sleepy because I had coffee earlier, but I need to go to bed, get back up here a few hours, feel fresh. And so see you all later. Uh, check out my website again, omegamanradio.com. If you'd like to support the work, 
you can do it right there. Thank you to all of you for tuning in. Love you. We'll see you next time.